Matt Howard here and it's a pleasure to welcome you to the first ever Betting Ramp podcast. As a big fan of podcasts, it's actually an idea I've been thinking about for a while. I mean, text-only content can be a bit dull, can't it? As our first ever podcast, this is a bit of a test run, but I hope that you enjoy it and please do pass on any feedback to the usual email address. That's bettingrant at agorapub.co.uk. If all goes well, I'll be looking to do do one of these at least once a month and bring in different contributors each time. Anyway, on to today's show, where I'm joined by none other than Adam Chen, football expert, professional sports better and all-round good guy. Adam, how are you? Hi Matt, good thanks. Uh, Now, some of the Betting Rant readers will already know you from our work on the highly profitable Spreadjacker service, but for those who don't, could you tell us a bit about your background? Yep, so I've been um, gambling for, well, since day one really. Um, It's always features. Um, So if you're going back all all the way, uh, my mate's dad, uh, when I was growing up, was a bookmaker, and that got me into it really. I always used to sort of spend days around here watching the racing and football. Um, He kind of taught me the theory of bookmaking and how how a bookmaker made money, um, how how to make a book. Um, Went off to university, played a lot of poker through university. Um, Then I did a master's in the sociology of sport, um, which featured my main body of work was a dissertation um, about the relationship between um, gambling and the development of horse racing as a popular sport in this country. Um, So I learned a lot about sort of gambling um, and the history of gambling through that. Um, That helped then get a job um, in London for a company called Fitstairs, which is a a high-end bookmaker. It's got a dream job, really. Um, and that was where I really developed um, a good good knowledge of the betting industry. So it was taking big bets on all sports. Um, and I started as a broker. Um, within a couple of years, I was kind of the football man there, football trader. Um, and I was there for eight years, five of which was head of football trading. Um, my sort of role as, as football as head of football trading there was to oversee um, all the sort of liabilities and prices on football <clears throat> um, so it was, my neck was on the line if we if we kind of lost money on, on football over the year so um, yeah it was very important because we basically took big bets from sort of high net worth individuals and um, it was unlike sort of your high street normal bookmakers because ours was taking sort of 20 50 grand bets um, and we'd often sort of lay one side um, and not the other. Um, so yeah, it was important that, that the prices were right. And so I, my role was to make sure they were. Um, so I'd price markets and matches up. So yeah, I was doing that for five years and then that sort of run its course. Um, I then moved to Squawker, which is the football stats company, also based in London. Um, I went there to um, help run a couple of their betting products. Um, they started, but basically the funding wasn't sort of there to sort of complete what we started and I was kind of at the stage at that point where I wanted to punt myself so yeah I've now been punting myself for you're getting on for two years now it's going pretty well yeah so I, I suppose that must be um did it feel like quite a big deal at the time sort of betting professionally or were you always quite confident um yeah well I was always kind of betting while I was working so it was kind of you know always supplementing my sort of regular income the betting was um but yeah, I guess I, I kind of just sort of ramped it up a little bit um, once when I left work. Um, but I mean, punting rather than working is um, is good for the punting because it it means that I can really focus on on what I'm looking at and, and the bets and, and I can get out to shops and I can get people to get me on bets and 
you know, I can I can analyse the football properly, like watching football day at home, which is you know ideal really. Um, uh, yeah, so kind of yeah, I, I, I can basically make more than I was before. Yeah, yeah, and and you mentioned getting on. Um, I know that's a big problem for me. I'm sure it's a problem for you as well with online accounts. Yeah, I've had an account myself in my own name for a long time now. So yeah, it's just a case of. I mean, I use Betfair a lot because um, a lot of my bets are Premier League and Championship and sort of major major matches um, and on those there are there is a lot of liquidity um, enough to you know do me um, and yes, I've got shops and some sort of contacts and other people getting on for me so yeah overall I'm, I'm, it's not a problem getting on what I want yeah um, so your area of expertise is as you just said is top level football and um, from what I hear you've got off to a really good start to the season yeah it's been good I mean at the start of the season I was kind of sort of went into it with a bit of trepidation just because of the World Cup you know teams were players were arriving late back to training you know games were starting I think it kind of the season came before ever anyone was ready really but yeah um, I've yeah I've, I've made yeah I've made a good good few 15 20,000 so far on the fixed odds bets um, plus more on, on the spreads so yeah that's in what a month so that's yeah, things so far. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not always like that, but um, yes, it's been good so far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm the same as you with the World Cup. Sort of felt like we were starting again without a break, even so. It was all a bit last minute. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, usually I have like you know strong, strong anti-post opinion and 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 big stakes on on kind of shortish things like last year I backed Man City, the year before I backed Newcastle to win the championship. But this year I didn't really. I mean, City were kind of four to six, which was probably a bet but I didn't want to tie up a lot of money at that price and yeah I just didn't really sort of see any sort of shorties that I really liked especially with the uncertainty after the World Cup and and stuff so yeah I mean I've had a few bets um, anti-post I've backed um, I've backed Chelsea without Man City in the Premier League I just like the manager sorry I think he'll the, the, the tactics he'll employ well we've already seen it um, very much more attacking and just sort of plays into Eden Hazard's hands and yeah they've been good so far I mean I'm a bit the defence looks a bit shaky potentially but um, yeah that was the one I liked I mean Liverpool are obviously very strong there as well but you know Liverpool now I think odds on and Chelsea are sort of 9-2 I know which side I'd rather be yeah. on in that I've backed Newcastle to go down and Newcastle to be bottom at Christmas just because the turmoil that that club can go through at times was it seemed like it was happening again at the start of the season I mean Benitez is still there but he could be gone soon in which case you know it's a really good bet for them to be bottom at Christmas I mean they've not started great so yeah and then Derby to win the championship are back to 14 to 1 at the start I mean I watched their first game away to Reading on the Friday night and I immediately wish I hadn't had the bet because they didn't look very good but I mean they won the game and I've kept in the bet so yeah we'll see and they've won they've picked up since then so let's see how they how they do but yeah that, that I didn't really have any sort of big bets on short things this year it was, there was just those sort of three or four bets that um, that got me going and then it was just match to match kind of 90 minute markets and sort of other sort of match markets after that yeah yeah and I know one one thing we're both in agreement with and have been for a few years is how overrated um, Manchester United have been by the <laughs> bookies 
No, it's become, ever since uh, Ferguson left, I've had a bet in my Premier Bet Sky United not to come top four. Yeah. Got that again this year. Well, that's one in how many, that's probably one, what, three um, out of the four seasons or something like I, that? I think so, yeah. Yeah, two yeah. out of four, three out of four, but yeah, you're getting like nine or four or whatever. Yeah, 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 well, this year again, five to two, five not to two, finishing yeah. top four. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's no that's, what's a, on that's a great bet, yeah. I mean, they, they are, they've, they've been terrible since Ferguson yeah. left, as you said. It's like so slow, and mm. um, I think Mourinho is angry man isn't he yeah, yeah. well none um, of it's his fault is it no it's exactly. his fault um, but uh, yeah I mean against Spurs and they lost 3-0 in the first half of that game I thought they'd play the best play the best they have in since Ferguson really for years and pretty impressive like you know more intensity quicker passing but yeah I mean I don't yeah, I, I see four teams better than Man United this, this season for yeah. sure yeah. yeah I think that's the thing it's and for the last few years, it's not just a big four league anymore. There's sort of genuinely five or six really good teams. Yeah, definitely. Um, Tottenham, always underrated, always come back strong, even if they don't sign anyone. Yeah. Yeah, the sort of prices United have been at for top four have just been daft. Absolutely. Sort of short of them, two to one on. Mm. And I think that brings in the whole uh, value side that us professional bettors like to talk about so much. But it's a key point that we're not just looking at winners, we're looking at Selections which are a higher price than they should be. Oh, that's 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 the that's the way to make money at gambling on anything. Is you've got to, you've got to back things that are bet, that are pro, the price is better than the probability of it happening. Mm. And yeah, if you do, then you're going to make money. Yeah, yeah. A good example of that point um, again, which we were both on pre-season. Uh, one of my Premier bets tips: Sadio Mane to win the Golden Boot. I had him at 50 to 1, you were on a bit earlier, was it 80 to 1? <laughs> yeah, 80 to 1 I got, yeah. yeah, yeah it's, it was it's not place. too bad. Yeah, that was, that was, it's always on 4 now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, 4 I backed him at 10 to be, um, to be top Liverpool scorer as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's an absolute belter. Yeah, yeah, I mean, now he's, he's best priced 10 to 1 to top Premier League scorer, so. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's come well. well he, I, I find that he's almost as dangerous as Salah, mm. you know, and however many times the price. Yeah. Like, I'm willing to take a chance on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, just against Leicester, he was kind of playing on the shoulder, wasn't he? Mm. Really getting into positions. Um, yeah, it's 80 to 1, what about that is? Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing in terms of value. You know, Salah at the start of the season was 5 to 1, yeah. Mane 50, 80 to 1. And um, if you actually look at the stats last year, Salah had an amazing season, of course, but in the Champions League, um, Salah, Mane, Firmino all had 10 goals yeah. each. No, yeah. They're all joint top scorer, so. You, you've got to dig a bit deeper sometimes than just sort of picking the obvious favourites. Absolutely. Right, we'll take a short break now and then we'll be back to have a deeper look at the relegation battle and the championship. We're going to take a short break from the podcast now as Adam wants to ask you a question. Far away, Adam. Cheers, Matt. I was just keen to know whether the listener is making one of five common football betting mistakes. They drive me mad. I've seen people make the same mistakes time and time again. And over time, it's costing thousands of pounds. You may not be making all of these mistakes yourself, but I'm pretty certain you're making a couple of them. Claim a trial place on my new service, The Professional, and I'll send you a free copy of my report, Five Killer Mistakes That Lose You Money. Seriously, this could make and save you thousands over the years. Just click on the link in the podcast description and I'll make sure you get a copy of my report for free. Welcome back to the Bet and Ramp podcast, where I'm joined by professional sports better Adam Chang. Adam, we met up the other week and both had pretty strong views on the Premier League bottom three. Cardiff and Huddersfield, we obviously both like the look of, but then that's, uh, that's nothing new. They've been tipped as favourites for that for a while now. 
Newcastle were the other one. I know you've already mentioned them. I, I don't know if you want to build on that at all. Yeah, you know, I, I backed them last season to go down um, when they were kind of mid-table. And they, they kind of managed to play teams at the right time, I felt, towards the end of last season, just sort of scraped some wins here and there. And that was kind of enough because the league was so poor last season at the bottom end. And I just thought they hadn't really made any sort of additions to the squad. Like they've signed that Muto, Japanese striker, who didn't even make the World Cup squad. Uh, I think they've... Who have they, who else they signed? They've signed Kennedy from Chelsea yeah. again. Which, yeah, I mean, he's OK. But I just think that their squad is kind of lacking in quality, really. And you can see that by the way they've approached games so far this season. I mean, obviously, Man City is different because everyone kind of is going to defend against them. But just... I don't know, the way I just feel like Benitez knows that they've not got much quality and I just think that, yeah, he's, if it, you know, if, if he stays, then the price of them to go down is right yeah. and if he doesn't, then it's a massive price. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I think I was in 6-1, to one, something like that, to yeah. go down at the start of the year. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Which is way more than sort of teams like Brighton who, OK, Maybe you'd think they were more limited, but actually they've got quite a good squad. Absolutely, and they're much more solid. Yeah. You know, better run clubs Yeah, yeah than Newcastle. So. And uh, in terms of squads and transfers, that is such a big part of it. Um, I've got a Newcastle supporting friend, Ben Trainer, um, who we might get on in a future podcast, but he always loves to tell me the record signing is still Michael Owen. Back in 2005, <laughs> yeah, 16.8 million. Yeah. It's 13 years and he's still their record signing. I can't it's believe he's crazy. still there with Ashley. Mm. Unbelievable. Yeah, well, he keeps sort of making noises about selling up and mm. you sort of think the best time would be when they just survive relegation but then another summer goes by and he's still there. I mean, I guess they've actually done right considering, you know, mm. like despite him really, yeah. they kind of managed to sort of establish themselves as a Premier League, well, kind of. It's, it's a bit like having your, your bad gambler in charge though, isn't it he has a bit of success doing yeah. the wrong thing but then keeps doing the wrong thing until eventually uh, it'll all blow up in his face yeah. I would imagine before we move on then um, I'm sure you might, won't mind me telling the listeners you're an Ipswich fan um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on their chances um, so yeah I've been to most of the games this season so far um, we have played better than our results basically um, and I think we'll pick up uh, I think we're second or third favourites of relegation at the moment. But I think that's possibly a bit of a... I think we're being potentially underrated there by the market. I think there are probably three worst teams. Don't ask me which three <laughs> they are at the moment, but Reading is certainly worse, and I'm sure Rotherham are as well. And I'm sure I can think of another one. But but yeah, we, we kind of... We should have... Potentially, we should have um, beaten Blackburn on the first day of the season. We've had two red cards, both really harsh, home to Villa and away to Sheffield Wednesday which at key times of the game which cost us um, when we were sort of on top and and then we drew with Norwich last time which wasn't a great performance but we've signed so many players that it's going to take a while for them I think we've got like 12 new players mm-hmm. we've got the new manager um, and he's made these signings from lower league um, he's, we've basically bought the best players from League One um, so it's a question of whether they can sort of deal with the, the step up but yeah, I mean, so that remains to be seen. But uh, I mean, we're playing okay, as I said. So hopefully, you know, they could, once they sort of bed in and, and we get the the sort of because the other players that are still there from last season that have been so sort of drilled into them in the Mick McCarthy era for five years that you know sort of hit the channels and play balls over the top and you know set up to not to lose games. 
Um, and now we're trying to sort of set up to kind of be on the front foot. And yeah, obviously it's going to take time for those players to sort of change their mindset and the way we play and stuff. So hopefully it'll be all right. But yeah, yeah, and I have noticed that although they've not picked up the wins, they've been competitive in every game, haven't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, as I say, we played well, but um, yeah, just haven't got the results we've des- we've, uh, we've deserved yet. Yeah. So it'll be an interesting season for them. But moving on, I, I think it's time we spoke about your brand new service, uh, which is aptly named The Professional. Uh, <laughs> tell us about it. Uh, yeah, so it's a fixed odds football service, um, which encompasses all the bets that I place, I place myself. So all, all of my strong picks on the weekend I'll, I'll put um, as, as, as a bet and I'll tell you how strong they are. And then it also features the player performance bets, which we had last year under a different service spread jacker um, which went well didn't it yeah yeah it was, a, it was a really strong season I think just under 500 points profit to one point stake so yeah so that's I mean that's pretty good but um, yeah I mean as I said it started started well this season for, for myself and uh, yeah so looking forward to sort of getting the service up and running really so you can all benefit from it and in terms of these player performance bets, they're a bit different to your standard fixed odds bets. Um, can you explain how they work? Yeah, so it's basically a spread betting market um, whereby you predict how well, essentially, a player is going to play in a match. Um, so if you think he's not going to play well, you would sell his performance. If you think he is going to play well, then you would buy his performance. And to what extent he does that determines how much you win. So if you sell a player's performance and he has a really bad game, you're going to, they're going to win a lot. If you buy his performance, he has a really good game. You're going to win a lot. But if you buy his performance and he has a really bad game, you're going to lose a lot. So the ups and downs are a bit more extreme than fixed odds betting, um, which is why you're going to we're going to sort of put a system in place where you have 0.1 um, points on each bet rather than one point, which would be the fixed odds bets, um, and that will that will mean that you're, you're staking correctly. In terms of the player performance, how it works is they get points for everything they do in the game. So if a score of goals, 25 points, get an assist, 10 points, have a shot on target, five, shot off target, two, pass completely in the opposition's half, two, if you get fouled, you get three. I think that's it. So all of that added up is the number of points that they get. And yeah, we have to work out how many points we think they're going to get before the game. And uh, yeah, if, if we if we think the, the price is wrong from from the two firms that bet on it, SpreadX and Sporting Index, then we'll... Um, yeah, we'll, we'll put that up as a bet, either a buyer or a sell. And um, in terms of that market, it's it's quite interesting in that it doesn't tend to be the goals that make a big difference, it's the passing. And we saw that particularly with a bet on um, Gundogan last year, didn't we? Yeah, that was probably our biggest winner, wasn't it? I think that was before I think before this season's game between Newcastle and Chelsea, where Jorginho got, I think it was 242 points, mm-hmm. which is absurd. Um, yeah, that Gundogan one was the highest in Premier League history. Um, yeah, we we bought him. We just thought that Chelsea would sit and just soak up pressure, and Gundogan would get on the ball. He was playing in a deeper position in that game than he had he was in uh, in previous games. So the price was kind of lower than it should have been. And yeah, we took advantage. That's yep. a good one. Yeah, it is important to note uh, that this does make up a fairly small part of the service, and um, that the key part is a fixed odds bet. So if you did only want to follow Adam's fixed odds bets, that's absolutely fine. Um, but it is something we think offers offers a lot of value and has certainly done well for us for the last couple of years. Yeah. Also, interestingly, with the service, we have quite a different money-back guarantee to usual. Um, how does that work? Um, so if we lose in over the service as a whole, 
you pay nothing. You get all your money back that you've paid for the service over the year, which is a superb mm. offer. Not seen anything like that before. So yeah, as I'll repeat, if if the service loses money over the year, then we'll give you your entire money back. Yeah, that's right. Um, well, just goes to show how confident you are, I suppose, yeah. in, um, in ending the season up again. Yeah, well, I mean, I've, I've made money on the, on the, well, on the fixed odds and on the spreads sort of every season for the last sort of six or seven since I started betting on football properly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's, and this season started sort of better than ever, so there's no reason why why that will stop now. Yeah, well, and I'm sure everyone hopes hopes the same. No, no one wants to be claiming refunds. So. Um, and on top of that, we've also got a special trial price. Yep, yeah, £12 for the first month. Yep. Yeah. So, okay, great. Get signed up. Um, that offer is currently available to all Best and Rant readers, so anybody uh, listening to this. Um, you can access it either by clicking the link in the podcast description or if you've accessed this podcast via an email, there should be a link in that as well. Uh, we'll have another quick break and then we'll return with a free-to-enter competition. Welcome back again. Um, I'm still joined by professional better Adam Chen. So we've just been talking about player performance, which is one completely different type of betting to your standard. Uh, but have you heard of one based on the stock market? Well, if not, you're about to. You see, there's quite a new site that sprung up last season called Football Index. It's football's version of the stock market. Each player has a value based on how in demand they are, and that value can go up and down. Now, usually we don't engage in partnerships with bookmakers because there's a pretty obvious conflict of interest. I mean, we're, we're looking for our members to win money, and they obviously don't want them to win money. Um, but this is no usual bookie. Uh, they don't accept fixed odds bets or spread bets. So we thought we'd, uh, we'd put together a bit of a competition for our listeners. Um, Adam, can you explain how it will work? Yep, so Matt and I are going to select three players each, which will form our Football Index portfolio. What you need to then do is sign up to Football Index, if you don't already have an account, and select six players of your own. You can use any stake you like, but do bear in mind, if you sign up with the link in your betting round email, you'll get a huge £500 risk-free for your first week's trading. That means you can lose up to £500 in the first seven days and claim a full cash refund. And that's cash. There are no wagering requirements, unlike many of the dodgy traditional bookies. So anyway, once you've got your portfolio of six players and we have ours, we will see how they do over the next six to nine weeks. At the end of that period, the person whose portfolio achieves the biggest percentage profit wins the star prize, and anybody whose profit is greater than mine and Matt's will also receive a consolation prize. So it's a great chance to pit your wits against the pros. Thanks, Adam. Um, I'll be sending around an email with all the uh, important terms, uh, what the prizes are, and that football index link. Um, so don't worry if you didn't completely get the hang of it from that uh, from that little excerpt. That will be going out to all best and rank readers, so do check your inbox. Um, so, Adam, which uh, three players have you gone for, and why? Right, I'm going for first player Eden Hazard, Chelsea. Um, I just feel that, uh, as I mentioned earlier, actually, um, I think that. Uh, the new manager's tactics will will play into his hands perfectly. Just more attacking, get the ball to Hazard and let him, you know, do his his thing. He's already sort of played well so far this season. I think he's just going to grow into the season. I think he's actually a great bet for, to be the player of the year. Mm. But um, yeah, he's going to be my number one, my number one pick um, for this. Second player will be Gareth Bale, Real Madrid's Gareth Bale. Since Zidane left and Ronaldo left, I think the emphasis is going to be on Bale to provide Real Madrid with goals. And yeah, I'll just think, and Lopetegui, the new manager, has basically said that, yeah, he sees Bale as a key player 
which wasn't the case under Zidane. He was kind of in and out of the team, and I just think now he's going to sort of kick on and score loads of goals for them. So that's my second pick. My third pick is Leicester's James Madison. I see him as a future England star. Um, he was brilliant for Norwich last season, and the two games against Ipswich especially, he absolutely torn us to pieces. And he started the season well in that number 10 position for Leicester. Um, very sort of, you know, cultured, uh, sort of un-English player, really. Um, and it's strange that he's been left out of the recent England squad for this international break, but I think that is because... I think it's I think Southgate's done that deliberately to because he's such a he's quite an arrogant player. I think he's done it so that it's kind of makes him think like not to get ahead of himself. And yeah, I just think you know if he keeps his head in the ground, I think it'll, it'll be he'll be brilliant this season. And uh, yeah, that's my third and final pick. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'd agree with you on them, especially James Madison. Um, I watched the Leicester Liverpool game last week where Liverpool were lucky to get the win and Madison was brilliant. He was the best round of the pitch. Yeah, yeah. I, I was surprised when we brought him off towards the end. But you'd have to think in, at some point this year he'll be called up by England. Very surprised if not. Well, we didn't actually confer prior to recording this, so I've, happily I've picked three different players just as well. So I've gone with um, my first one, Sadio Mane. I actually had a bit of a play with Football Index last year and bought Mo Salah early on and he more than doubled in price so I uh, got a bit lucky there I think beginner's luck um, but it certainly seems to be the attacking players who are the ones to watch on that website uh, Mane as we've already said he started the season really well uh, four goals so far he gets pretty much the same number of chances as Salah per match and with uh, with Liverpool in a really exciting looking Champions League group Napoli, PSG Red Star, Belgrade I think there could be a lot of goals there and a lot of um, upside on that one then going across to the other side of Merseyside, I've gone with Richarlison as the second selection. I know he's in the doghouse at the moment after getting himself sent off, um, but prior to that, he'd uh, scored, I think, three goals in his first couple of games. He also, last year, under Marco Silva at Watford, started like a train, and he kept that on until probably November, December time, was it? Mm. So I think, certainly for the next couple of months at least, with Everson playing attacking football, I think he could, he could increase in price a fair way. I think I'm right in saying he was also called up by Brazil for this international break, so so that could be really big for him. Um, I think if he starts getting media coverage alongside the likes of Neymar and Co. And then finally, I've gone through a really outside the box one, also at Everton, uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin, who's only 1.24 to buy on football index at the moment, which is one of the very lowest prices you can have. He started the season out of the team, but then has sort of taken advantage of Richarlison's red card. Scored a couple of goals in the League Cup in midweek and then scored again um, at the weekend just past the equaliser against Huddersfield. Um, young English forward, again, England's attacking options are pretty limited at the moment. Vardy's more or less hung up his boots. Who else have you got apart from that? Kane, Sturridge, there's not much there. Danny Welbeck. <laughs> Danny Welbeck, yeah. Welbeck, Glenn Murray, he's about 47. <laughs> um, so again, I think It'll be touch and go how many games he gets, but if he can get a run in this Everton team, that could lead to an England call-up, and then again, there's a lot of upside on that player. So yeah, what, what do you think, Adam? Yeah, no, it sounds good. We'll bring it on. Yeah, yeah. Well, see if the uh, listeners can do any better than us. Um, as I say, I'll be sending around the uh, full details um, via email, and good luck if you take part. Right, so I think that's just about all we've got time for, as uh, I know we're doing the pub quite soon. It seems to have gone quite well, though, given it's a first go, and I hope you enjoyed it as, as the listener. 
just a quick reminder before we go to do email in any feedback you have to the usual address um, and perhaps any future contributors you'd like to come on to future podcasts. And do also take a look at Adam's new service for professional. As we've said, there's a fantastic guarantee where you can claim a full refund if a service is not showing a profit at the end of 12 months. And there's also an introductory discount, which allows you to get the first month of the service for just 12 quid. It's what, two pints of lager in London. If you'd like to give it a try, just click the link in the email or the podcast description. Uh, thanks for joining me then, Adam. Uh, good luck with your bets this weekend and good luck to Ipswich. Cheers. All the best. Thanks for listening.